Hello, you malleable color forms. This is the exhausted but after-glowing Matthew Sanborn Smith and his juiceless husk of a podcast, Beware the Hairy Mango. Holy shit. Give yourself a pat on the back and give me a pat on the front if you don't mind, because we have made it to the last of May and are now enjoying a celebratory wrap this motherfucker up party. Woo! Oh, you fortunate savages, you. I have for the final day of Mucho Mango Mayo a treat for you. Not only is today's story yet another brand new and never heard of or read of before tale, but it is the very first mango sequel. Or a Manquil, which could also be mango-flavored Nyquil, which I would drink the shit out of, by the way. The better listeners among you will recall that I promised you this story way back in episode 5. You may want to go back and listen to that story called Just Another Day at the Job, and for your convenience, because I wouldn't expect you to get up and change the channel when you've got me for your slave, I provided a link to that show in the show notes. If you're confused by today's story, go listen to that other one. I'm certain it will explain everything. And listen to how sedate I sounded back then. That was the first week of the podcast, and it took me a while to wake up. Without any further ado, doo-doo, I present to you a question of benefits. A question of benefits by Matthew Sanborn Smith. We slapped and pinched like madmen as our seat rocked back and forth, threatening to dump us straight down into forever. These weren't just ordinary space lice. These were space lice that had contracted to serve as the comet herders of the Meningee, and their presence meant that the glowing ball of ice and rock in the near distance was heading right for us. Darren whined as he squished a shiny metal louse between his titanium forefinger and jackhammer thumbnail. All I'm saying is, if they're gonna send us on a 70,000 year trip, we should at least get dental. A ball of white powder beamed him in the head from behind. I'm gonna kill those guys, I swear. If the company could afford dental, I said, they could have rubbed us to Proxima Centauri through faster than light masseur. The comic got bigger by the second. If we didn't come up with something fast, we'd be looking at eternity in smear form. Maybe when we're all drinking gold milk and bathing in diamond sauce, Magda said around the monster wad of gum in her mouth. She was catching hundreds of the little creeps with every sticky bubble she blew. From the seat behind us, we could hear the taunting of the sugar babies, like, You suck! and stupid heads. Look, I said, I know it's a long ride for a stint as pump mechanics in the Centauri suction wars. The ski lift to the stars was never known for its speed, but times are tough, even for the organization. Public transportation is just our little way of helping the bottom line. And skiing all the way back to Sala is gonna rock. Besides, Darren, you said you didn't want some guy rubbing himself all over you. No, but we could have sent copies of ourselves from the galactic ditto machine. Darren snapped at a bug like an irritated dog. I'm not showing up in purple, Magda said. It wouldn't be you, it would be your copy. Ah! He held his cheek. Seemed like the louse in his mouth bit him first. My copy would hate purple just as much as I. How could you do that to her? A spate of farting sounds came from behind us. That's it, Darren said, spinning in the swinging seat and hoisting his monkey cannon to his shoulder. I'm gonna destroy those guys. Load me up, Magda. Say, there's a comet right there that's about to destroy us all, I said. They're just babies, Magda said. They're made from beet sugar, Maggie, not cane sugar. So what? Beets are purple. Say no more. She stuffed live monkeys into the mouth of his weapon. Sugar beets are beige, I said. They're not the purple kind, but no one listened. We shone in the reflected light of cold doom, which filled 1765ths of the sky. I had only one idea, but there was no time for a second. I raised my microwave oven above my head. It wasn't the electric kind. Try and run an extension cord for that. It ran on microwaves. I turned the knob to superheaty hot, threw it into the heart of the comet, and hoped for the best. Knowing full well if we survived, I'd be eating cold chicken pot pies for the next 700 centuries. The comet exploded in a deluge of scalding water. Luckily for us, my automatic mittens ran on thermal 
energy and absorbed most of the heat before it burnt us. The sugar babies weren't so fortunate. They turned to syrup. Syrup that stayed seated and shut the hell up. Hooray, Darren said. Two birds, one stone. My mittens had gone into overdrive with a sudden energy surge, and I was patty-caking to break all records. The others took it as celebratory high-fives for the first couple of hours. Then they began to grow suspicious. But when an annoyed Magda opened her mouth, her words were drowned out by a roar from behind us. A furious rock candy monster shaped like a ski lift seat was lurching toward us on the overhead cable. This was going to be an ugly fight. Thank God Darren would finally fire that cannon. The barrel was starting to smell. Magda swung the mist microphone of pain like a lariat. Activate cybernetic jaws, I said, and our mouths opened and closed like three sets of novelty teeth. Darren was right. We really needed dental. If this story stoked your heatie, you can just sit your ass down right here and wait for more at BewareTheHairyMango.com because this is the only place you'll get such gold. Buzz about the month you seem to have survived in the comments for this post or shabbily mail me and we'll suck down my vast stockpiles of wine and whimper at Matthew at BewareTheHairyMango.com or get shablitzed at BewareTheHairyMango at gmail.com. Run screaming over to SF Signal for the latest science fiction news. I'm always checking out SF Signal's tidbits, especially when it bends over in those cherry red hot pants. Enough mind melds already, people. When's the groin melt? Tweet about what you eat, and maybe you can even tweak about what you puke at twitter.com slash upwithgravity, because I love hearing your adventurous tales of processed food. I think it goes without saying that it goes without saying. Don't you worry about this show. We'll be back probably every couple of weeks, which you bitch about now, but you would have loved that a couple of months ago. I've gone and spoiled you, haven't I? Now what am I going to serve to my guests? If you want to encourage me, invite your friends aboard this sinking ship. If I can't have power, I'll settle for glory. Come on into the Church of Mango and dig down deep when the collection plate comes around. If you think this 31 day extravaganza wasn't the worst thing you've ever had to do, press that big beautiful donate button on the homepage and shell out the clams for the Sunday chowder while I act like a six-year-old and make jokes about us sitting in our own pew. My apologies to everyone who was under the illusion that I was saving the best for last. This podcast trawls public bathrooms for nice times with naughty people using your Creative Commons Attribution non-commercial share like 3.0 imported license. Don't cry for me, Mangentina. This is the deftly preserved Matthew Sanborn Smith crawling back into his pickle jar until England needs him most and saying nature abhors a vacuum and that's why it's so filthy outside. Now go eat a papaya to get this taste out of your mouth. Good night. And I'm sp-